What does it mean to live differently? Hi, I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. The real reason behind this podcast is to encourage you to live differently. In a society that tells us that more is better and busy is to be expected, I want to give you permission and tips and tricks to help you create a simpler home, simpler days, and cherished moments. Each week, we'll talk about decluttering, organizing, and managing a home. We'll talk about thriving in motherhood, slowing down, and cherishing the journey. Most importantly, we'll have real conversations with real moms who are choosing to live differently and finding joy in motherhood. Take the first step to simplifying your motherhood and head over to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources to find a free resource that's perfect for you in the season that you're in. And stick with me each week as we dive into these topics together. Well, hello there. Welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna and I am thrilled to have you with me today. We are continuing our Declutter Your House series where we're going room by room, um, trying to tackle some of the big spaces, some of the hard spaces in our home that we spend each day in so we can feel a bit lighter and more at peace at home. So if you haven't already listened to some of the previous episodes in this series, make sure after you're done with this one, you go back and listen to those. There is no right or wrong order. Um, The only thing I would say is don't start in your closet. (laughs) That tends to be a really hard place for us um, to declutter. So don't start there, but otherwise there's really no order. So pick a room that um, has been kind of driving you crazy and just start from there and start small and give yourself grace as you go. Today we're going to tackle the garage and I'm super excited about this one because this is an area that we really need to focus on right now in my house. So as I was sitting down thinking through the best way to tackle this area, I kind of made a list of all the steps and tips I thought would be most helpful to anyone who wants to tackle the garage with me. So we're going to go through them one by one and hopefully you'll have the motivation you need to get started. Before you get started in the garage, I want you to figure out when there's a toxic waste disposal day in your area and plan to declutter around that time because we have paints and cleaning products and all kinds of other maybe hazardous waste that we store in the garage. And so I just want you to make sure that you know when you can get rid of it so you're not stuck with it because I've done this before where I felt so accomplished, but then I had fragments of items I couldn't get rid of. So they just sat there. So some communities have drop-off sites that are open year round while others may just have specific days per year. So check on your town website or check with your trash service to get more detailed information for your area so you're not stuck with a ton of, you know, quarter uh, full paint cans that you used 10 years ago or something like that. All right. It's also helpful to prepare some big boxes for this area because there's a lot of stuff probably in the garage more so than in most of the other rooms in your home. Or if you're doing a storage area, it's it's the same thing. Um, So get big boxes ready, write donations on one of them, trash on one of them, keep on one of them. And then if you like to sell things on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace, um, make a box for that as well. And that way you're all prepared before you start going through your things. Now, you're going to hate me for this one, but the best case scenario to get started is that you can take everything out all at once. This way you can see what you have and see your garage completely empty, which you probably haven't seen since the day you moved in, I'm betting. 
So if this isn't possible due to weather or maybe lack of space, split your garage into sections and empty each section one by one as you work through the whole space. It is ideal to be able to just clean out the whole thing, but I understand sometimes we can't do that in the garage. Um, maybe your maybe your driveway is not big enough to put all that stuff or you know it's been snowing because where I am right now it's winter, I know, so that would be hard right now. Just think through how you might be able to at least empty out sections so that you can see um, an empty space. It always gives us more motivation, plus it's easier to tell what we really want to put back in if we have that empty space, and it's easier to see how much stuff we actually have in our garage and what it is. So as you're emptying, the second step is to just start categorizing your items. As you get rid of your trash or unwanted items, start placing the things you think you're gonna keep by categories. So sporting goods, um, tools, household items, storage items, maybe Christmas, seasonal items, that sort of thing. Just start kind of categorizing as you go. You don't really have to know exactly what categories you want at this point um, or even where you're going to put them in the garage or if you're going to take them out of the garage, but do start categorizing as you go and get rid of your trash completely. As you are emptying your space, be ruthless with yourself and make sure you do not keep anything that is trash, anything that is broken, anything that is completely unused, um, empty boxes, ancient camping gear, that sort of thing. You know, you may even have tubs full of stuff from a previous season in your life. Some of those tubs are going to be difficult to get rid of. You can place those to the side, but some of them you know that you are probably never going to open that box or that tub again. If that's the case, get rid of it now so you do not have to make that decision again. Remember, we don't want to postpone decisions. The point of this is to get really good at just making the decision and letting it stick and going forward so that you're not constantly coming back to the same thing over and over again. Now, I do think it's important at this point to tell you <laughs> that you should not touch your partner's stuff unless you're doing it together or you have their permission because no one wants someone else to decide what is important or not for them to keep. When it comes down to their stuff, let them decide that. So if you have a spouse or a partner that is not 100% on board or just not able to help at this point, then maybe just make an area for that stuff and... Um, let them come back to it when they're ready. This is really important to say for any area in your house, um, but sometimes in the garage or a storage area in our home, it's easy for us to just think, well, this is like community stuff. This is everybody's stuff, so I'm going to go ahead and tackle it. So just be careful with that. Make sure that you aren't really um, going through their stuff. Make sure they feel the same way. All right. So once you have started clearing out and gotten rid of all the trash or broken items, the rest of the stuff, it's pretty much the same process as most areas in your home. The difference here with the garage is that it houses a lot more stuff <laughs> than most areas in your house. You store things here that you have to get to often. You dump things here if you don't know where to put them. You store things you haven't been able to let go of. You store things you use seasonally. You have house supplies, gardening supplies, sporting goods, muddy boots, and on and on the list goes, right? So on top of that, you also probably want to park your car in there and be able to enter the house easily with your hands full of groceries and kids. 
So this is one of those areas in the house that has a lot of stuff and a lot of different kinds of stuff. Not only is it a very active space, but it's also you probably your most useful storage area. So that's why this might take you a bit more time and has likely been an area you've avoided for a while. But hopefully you'll have most of the low hanging fruit taken care of as you empty the space. So if you haven't heard that term before, that is um, what I always say to do first, the low hanging fruit, which is, you know, that broken stuff, the trash, the stuff you no longer want, the stuff you don't have to think about. So as you had cleared out in the previous step, hopefully by then, you know, all that low hanging fruit is taken care of so that you have kind of a big impact right away. You're going to see more space available and you're going to see what you have left. How much stuff do I have left? And maybe you're going to surprise yourself and realize you don't have as much stuff as you thought. And maybe you're going to get to this point and um, wish you would have gotten <laughs> rid of more stuff. But either way, if you get rid of that low hanging fruit, it's going to make a big difference for you. And you're going to be able to see that space more clearly so you can focus on the clutter that remains. So the next thing I want you to do is designate different areas for different categories of stuff. Think of your garage like a Sears or a department store. I'm not sure if there's Sears available anymore <laughs> in a lot of places, um, especially if you live outside of the States. But any kind of department store, if you walk into the department store, they always have things categorized into sections like tools, sporting goods, housewares, camping gear. Um, and this makes it much easier to find stuff when you need it, right? So think of your garage in the exact same way. This is the same tip I give in the kitchen to think of it like a supermarket. How would the supermarket organize um, your groceries for you? And in the garage, it's the same way. How would a department store organize all the things that you have left? This is also going to help you determine how much of each type of item you have, which will make it easier for you to get rid of excess. Sometimes we get stuck decluttering because we think we're going to need something later. And then when we really start going through our stuff, we realize we've bought three or four of the same thing because we didn't know we still had it or we didn't know where it was. So we had to go out and buy it again. So if you can think of where you want to put each item in your garage, you're going to keep from rebuying things you already have, but also be able to get rid of duplicates and excess stuff you no longer need in that area. So start looking around your garage and kind of deciding which space is best and where you want to put things. Think about it logically of, you know, what do you need to get to often? What do you only need to get to maybe once a year, like Christmas lights? Maybe you put those up on a higher shelf because you don't need to get to them as often. Um, and put all your seasonal or holiday stuff together. If you have Halloween decorations or Valentine's decorations, do that. I would really encourage you to go through these items, not just put them back on your shelf. Most of us have more holiday things than we need or use. It often causes us stress when the season comes to put all those things out and then put them all away again. So if there's anything that you can do to streamline that, I know when I was going through my items um, for seasonal stuff, I was trying to get down to one tub for Christmas and then one tub for the rest of the holidays. I love Christmas and so I knew that I wanted to keep string lights and 
you know, we have a bunch of crafts my kids have made that I like hanging up in the house, but then the other holidays, I really don't need a ton of things. Think about ways you might be able to decorate the same way every holiday, just switch it up a little, like maybe a wreath on your door that you put Christmas lights on and little Christmas figurines in for Christmas, and then you put some hearts on it at Valentine's Day, and at Halloween, you add a little plastic pumpkins, or something like that. Think about ways you can streamline those decorations so you're not taking up an entire wall in your garage just to decorate for one holiday here and there. Now, the next thing you need to do as you're thinking about where you're going to locate these things and what, what makes sense about where to put them, also think about where you need active spaces and where you need storage spaces. So I talk about this idea all the time. This is not um, a, my idea. I have heard this from many organizers in the past, but it is something that's really stuck with me because it's so true that we have more active spaces and then we have things that we need to store, but those things can be separate. We don't have to clog up our active areas with our storage things. In the garage, that can be a little harder because you have a lot of storage stuff in your garage. But think about where you enter your house. That's a very active space. Try not to be storing a ton of extra stuff right there. Only what you need during this season, during this time right now, um, that you get to often should be in those really special spaces, the spaces that you need to use every day. So designate areas that are just for storage and areas that are just active spaces. I also suggest you use clear tubs and labels. Now, I have talked to many, many people over um, the time of doing this podcast who say that clear tubs kind of stress them out because then they can see all the stuff. <laughs> and while that's true, I think my argument in this is that the stuff that you have should not stress you out. So if you see your stuff and it gives you that really anxious feeling inside, then you likely just have too much stuff still. And you don't have to tackle it all at once, but one tub at a time, just go through it, organize it, make that tub pretty. The next one, when you have a moment, take that tub down and do that tub. So if you look at, at clear storage tubs and you think, oh, I don't wanna see my stuff, then I think that's a sign that you just need to continue to, to dwindle down your stuff a little bit. The reason I say to use clear tubs is because then you know what you have. You can see it. You know that this shelf is all sporting goods. This is where our camping gear is. And not only you can see it, but other people can see it. If your friends come over because they need to borrow a tent, you say, you know what, they're on the second shelf. They're going to be able to see exactly which tub to grab down without you having to spend your entire morning searching through things to find them. So clear tubs are the best because you can see in them, you know what's in them, and they they hold us accountable. They make sure that we're not just shoving things in boxes um, and sticking them in the garage. Then we can actually see them. So do this step by step. If you have boxes and or colored tubs right now, go one at a time. Just pull one out. Start with the easiest tubs first. The ones you know aren't going to give you emotional stress um, and, you know, take a long time to decide. Just take one box out at a time, go through it, and then put it where you think it should go what the best place is in the garage. Repack it into a nice clear tub, put a label on it, and then put it in that area. The other thing this allows you to do is to easily reorganize if you get to a spot where things aren't working exactly how you want. Because we all know that, you know, we put things one place and then we start our life and we realize that maybe we decided wrong. 
it'll be really easy for you to switch things around because you can see in them and you have labels on each one. Okay, the next step is to invest in the right kinds of shelves and organizational things. Now, this is something I usually do not tell you to do inside your house. I usually tell you to just use what you have as much as possible. And then if you feel like you need something to go and get it. In this case, now, if you already have shelves, that's awesome. You know, if you already have a cubby, you want to keep the extra boots and stuff in or however you envision your garage being, if you already have that stuff, that's always best. Of course, I do not want you to go rebuy something just because it's pretty or something like that. But I do want you to make sure that this is a functional space from the beginning. Because this is an area that has so much space and so much stuff, you do not want to have to just keep reorganizing it. So if possible, if you have it in your budget or, you know, as you go throughout the next few weeks, if you can save a little bit for some of those items you really think would help you organize your garage, then do it. Look for shelves that are the same so that they're all, you know, matching in the same height and all of that on one wall, or maybe you can build some. I know we often go to our local lumber yard and ask for the coal lumber, which is the lumber that maybe was a little bit twisted or cut the wrong length or something like that. And they discount it like crazy. So that's a great way to um, build yourself some shelves if you want to. Use old pieces of furniture. You might even have some like dressers in your garage or old tool chests or things like that. You can use those kinds of things. Just make sure that as you're organizing, you're using what you think is going to be best for that space. So you don't have to revisit it a lot because this is one of those spaces that we just want to get, (laughs) we want to get the stuff on the shelves and in their space in their spot so that we don't have to keep moving boxes around and have piles in one corner. Um, It'd be much better if they were all on shelves and ready to go and then you just had to move your tubs around if the organization wasn't working for you. The next thing I want to say, and this is probably the most important in every single space, so I'm constantly hitting on this idea, and this is really the last part. So, you know, as you're going through tub by tub, you're taking it small, you're organizing those areas, you're designating those spots um, in your garage, kind of like it's a department store, right? As you're going through and doing that and seeing how much you have in each space, I just want you to make sure that once you've decluttered your stuff, and remember this is a space that's gonna take you some time, so you're gonna do one tub at a time, or one box at a time, or one section of the garage at a time, but once you kind of have those sections done, make sure every single thing has a home, and leave a little extra space, because your garage will get full again very soon. Kids will outgrow their snow boots, and snow pants and snow gear or you know your parents will give you things for your kids for a year from now and this is where you want to store it just make sure you have some extra space for those things and that everything that's in there has a designated home this is going to keep you from just placing things in the garage that you don't know where to put you're going to put them in their home maybe create a section so we have one shelf in our garage that I put stuff that I think we're going to sell on Craigslist or Facebook or something. And if it sits there for too long, I just donate it because I realize that I don't have the time or capacity at that moment to sell it. So I'm going to donate it, but at least I have a spot to put those questionable items. So it's not just taking up floor space in my house or taking up um, extra space, you know, in the garage, just sitting 
sitting somewhere. So try to designate those spots for those excess things, but also make sure that everything you do have in there has a home. And that's kind of the next thing you need to ask yourself as you're decluttering, like, do I have a home for this? If I don't, is it really worth keeping? Because it might not be. Maybe it's excess and you can get rid of it at this moment. Um, and you can, you know, go from, you can get it back later if, if you have the space for it, or likely you'll probably realize you don't even miss it. So those are just some tips I have. Now, one other thing I want to say is sometimes we don't have a ton of extra storage space, you know, while we're decluttering the garage. So that can make it really hard. And I have talked to people in the past who have decided to go get a storage unit for like one month or maybe rent one of those little storage pods that they'll bring to your driveway for a month while you go through your stuff. If that seems easiest to you, by all means, go ahead and do it. I don't know that the investment um, will work for everyone. And I'm not, I'm not 100% sure on the cost of those things in certain areas. I know it varies a ton based on where you live, but it's something to look into if you're able to. Um, and if you feel like you want to clear out the entire garage, get your shelves set, get you know, your areas kind of designated first and then go through your things, do that. Now, I also know this is an area that's going to have sentimental items for you. If sentimental items are tricky for you to declutter, go back and listen to that episode on the Simple Home Podcast because I interview my friend Diane Bowden on this topic and she just gives you so much information on, you know, how to tackle that hard stuff. Boxes of old baby clothes and you know, just memories that we have shoved in boxes that we haven't seen for a long time. Go back and listen to that. And it's okay to designate an area in your garage for that stuff, for stuff you just don't want to get rid of yet that's special to you, that you want to pass down to your kids, that you, you're just not sure yet. It's okay if you have the space to designate a spot for that. So be thinking about that as you're going through your garage as well. Well, I know this is a big space and it can feel daunting, but it will also make a big impact in your life. So if this area is functional and feels good to enter into, it's just going to, it's just going to bring you peace. So I hope that you go ahead and tackle it. Remember, you can take this one slow. You don't have to do it all, or you can, you know, trade babysitting weekends with a friend or something, or maybe a grandparent can take your kids for the weekend and you and your um, partner can try to like hash it all out in one weekend, whatever works for you. But this is a tricky space. So just go step by step. And as always, I want to cheer you on and hear about your progress. So post a picture of your progress on Instagram and tag me at Jenna Arvidson, or just send me a message. Tell me how it's going so I can kind of be your cheerleader as you go. All right. I can't wait to talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me on the Simple Home Podcast this week. It truly is a blessing to have you here. If you've been enjoying this podcast and found encouragement here, can you take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes? This is how podcasts grow and how they reach larger audiences. And I am so thankful to get to work with so many women and spread this message. So if you have a moment, head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. I love to read what you have to say, and I might just spotlight you on an upcoming episode. Also, if you think a friend could use this kind of encouragement, go ahead and share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. Tag me on Instagram with a picture of you listening. Whatever we can do to encourage more women to live differently. Thank you so much for listening, and I will talk to you next week.